What is the No Spin News all about? You know that this is a fact-based analysis news program. You know that. We avoid speculation. We don't do conspiracies here. We don't do party politics here. We're not nonpartisan. That's wrong. Not that. Okay, we are advocates for a stronger America and a more just society. We don't believe in communism. We don't believe in socialism. We don't believe in nihilism. We don't believe in the progressive woke culture. We think it is un-American. We don't support that. So you should know what we are, and it would then crystallize what we do. Listen to the No Spin News. Subscribe to Bill O'Reilly's podcast feed wherever podcasts are available. Hey, this is Vivek Ramaswamy. The media has systematically lied to you. The Hunter Biden laptop story, the origin of COVID-19, the Trump-Russia collusion hoax, or how your money's being spent in Ukraine, enough already with the lies. No more lies, hard truths only. That's what the Truth Podcast is all about. It's not standard conservative talking points. If you want that, go somewhere else. But if you want the hard truth delivered to you in a way that challenges you and will challenge me intellectually, you're not going to find anything like this on the internet. Subscribe to the Truth Podcast today on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts. Good morning. Welcome to the Morning Motivation, brought to you by the Public Square app and Patriot Gold Group. Happy Friday. Grateful you're here. Yesterday, we talked about this matrix from Charles Spurgeon about how you respond to people. And are you going to respond Satan-like, beast-like, man-like, or ideally God-like? I want to go a slightly different version of that. And the reason we're talking about this is, you know, it's the beginning of the primary season and talking about loving your enemies. And I, I just want this primary to go well. <laughs> and I don't even know what that means. I just, I want us to come out of it stronger than we're going into it. That's all. So this is uh, Spurgeon. This is about not letting people get the best of you. Not letting people turn you into a beast. He said, if any man curses you, and you answer him with a blessing, it is clear that the curse has not hurt you. It has not made you full of curses, or else one would have come out of you. If a man has slandered you, but you never return him a reproachful word, he has not hurt your real character. The dirt which he's thrown has missed you, for you have none to throw back upon him. If when much provoked, your temper still remains calm and quiet, then the provocation has not touched you. The arrow has passed harmlessly by. The very thing your enemy wants is to make you descend to his level of anger and malice. But as long as having much provocation, you remain unprovoked, you vanquish him. <laughs> I love that. You vanquish him. You can't throw mud back at him because you never, you don't have any mud. It never, it never hits you. <laughs> it's great. If only, and we know that's true. But if only we ever operated like that, especially in politics. He tells a story of a sailor who was known for being a Christian and the men on the ship uh, would provoke him to get angry all the time. And he wouldn't do it. He wouldn't give him that satisfaction. But one day, one man took a bucket of tar and poured it over the Christian's head. And the Christian man turned around. Everyone's watching like, oh, this, this has got to be it. And the man turned around and said, the Lord Jesus Christ has said that he who offends one of his little ones will find that it were better for him to have a millstone tied around his neck and cast out to sea. 
Now, if I am one of Christ's little ones, it will be very bad for you. Jack slunk back. That was the, the, the mean guy. Jack slunk back, dreadfully ashamed of himself. What was more, the man's quiet face haunted him. Night after night, he woke up and in his dreams, he saw that man. And those tremendous words that it were better for him to have a millstone around his neck broke him down before the mercy seat of God. He asked and found pardon. He sought out the man, confessed his fault and received forgiveness. Who would not have a bucket full of tar thrown over him if it would save a soul? Now in the alternate universe, if that man turned around and punched him in the face and yelled at him, would he or anyone else who saw that would have thought, wow, what a great Christian he is. I'm going to look more into this Jesus fella. No way. Now, this is not easy. It's supernatural to respond this way. That's why it's godlike to recline, to respond, uh, re- reply uh, evil with good. It is godlike. Okay, so how do we do it? Three things. If you want to be this person who, when someone gives you evil, you respond with good. If you want to respond godlike, three things you got to do. This is from Martin Lloyd-Jones. One. He says, how then may we manifest this love of God and our contact with other people? Here it is. One, bless them that curse you, which in more ordinary language, we put like this, reply to the bitter words with kind words. When people say harsh and unkind things, we all tend to reply in kind. I told them, I answered it, I gave it to them. And then we put ourselves on their level. But one rule must be kind words instead of bitter words. So brutal. My road rage incident I talked about the other day uh, was, was so telling about the state of my character and my soul in this moment that I, I could not reply to a bitter word. You're dense. <laughs> I, could, I couldn't reply to a bitter word with a kind word in that moment to my shame. But oh, to have the, the supernatural strength to be able to do that. Second thing, do good to them that hate you, which means benevolent actions for spiteful actions. When somebody has been really spiteful and cruel to us, we must not be the same to them. Rather, we must respond with actions of benevolence. Though the farmer may hate God and is unjust and is a sinner and has rebelled against him, God causes his son to shine upon him and sends the rain that's going to multiply his crops. Benevolent actions for cruel ones. Wow. That's what God does even to people who hate him. And then of course, God gave his only son. And also, while we were still sinners, Christ died for us. Number three. So number one, respond with kind words. Number two, do good things. And number three, pray for them, which despitefully use you and persecute you. Do you pray for people who persecute you? Do you ask God to have mercy and pity upon them and not to punish them? Do you ask God to save their souls and open their eyes before it's too late? Do you feel a great concern? It is that which brought Christ to earth and sent him to the cross. He was so concerned about us that he did not think about himself. And we are to treat other people like that. Remember the Bible, uh, in the Bible, love is not this feeling of sentimentality. It's very practical. For this is the love of God that we keep his commandments. Love is active. You can do it if you want. And I argue that We must. And for this campaign, it's wise. Because back to my original theory on Monday, most people like Trump and DeSantis. So think about it like this. Let's apply all this stuff to the campaign. If a Trump supporter says Ron DeSantis is a total loser, 
Well, there's two ways to respond. The natural way to respond is, no, uh, Trump's a loser. <laughs> right? And then you're like, oh, okay, where are we going here? Or what if that DeSantis supporter responded with, you know, Trump created the best economy I've ever seen. <laughs> you know, that, that makes me like at least that person's argument even more, the, the, that person's side even more. Let's flip it around. If, the, if a DeSantis person said, Trump is a total buffoon, and the Trump supporter said, you know, Ron DeSantis has done an amazing job as the governor of Florida. He's really impressive. Well, that makes me like Trump even more. Those are kind words in response, loving actions, selfless prayers. That's what we need. I don't know which candidate is best to win the general election. As Jesse Kelly said, we will get the nominee we deserve. And if nothing else, I want to be a better person in this process and at the end of it. Can we be, is it possible for us to be more holy at the end of a political campaign than when we started? That is the challenge.